in the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Another wildly successful week of vacation Bible school is in the books. This year's theme was VBS Food Truck Party on a Roll with God. It featured DJ Cupcake, an amazingly talented comedian and also a rapper of all the unexpected things. Much coordinated, choreographed dancing was led by the one and only Maddie Weissenberg. Daily specials like God is good and God is great and by God's hands we all are fed was served up at the Bible Story Station, the Crafts Station, the Science and Recreation Stations, and of, co of course, the much-loved, always-anticipated Snacks Station. Who doesn't salivate, especially for you, who doesn't <laughs> salivate at the thought of worms in manna and Nutella and fruit tacos? Six, <laughs> bad. They loved it. They loved it. Six Marthas worked tirelessly in the kitchen to provide for all the hungry young guests, because who ever heard of a party without food? What event planner ever failed to prepare for the guests? Indeed, there is little or no hospitality without preparation. So fear not, we are not going to hear good contemplative Mary versus bad angry Martha today. No. Martha's aggravation is quite understandable. She is responding to a large number of guests at her door. Not just Jesus, but his entire entourage. She is a householder back when that was rare the female head of her own household. She is obligated by the prevailing rules of hospitality to provide for all her guests. Very much like our story from Genesis today, Abraham furiously running around instructing Sarah to make her best cakes, and they better be the best cakes, Sarah, and his servant to kill and cook a tender calf for God and all her companions. There is literally way too much for one person to do all alone. Now I know Reverend Stephen, he's down at the beach, but he gets that. There wouldn't have been VBS with very many different iterations of Martha. So when Martha loses it, Jesus doesn't tell her to stop cooking. He doesn't invite her to sit down, have a cup of tea with him, and take a load off. And he doesn't fix the problem either. What he does is remind her of what it means to be truly hospitable. His concern is for her well-being. Commentator Debbie Thomas observes, and I quote, the root meaning of the word worry is strangle. 
The root meaning of the word distraction is a separation or a dragging apart of something that should be whole. Jesus found Martha in just such a state of fragmentation. Martha's internal anxiety is full-blown as, at the same time, she strives to serve well. In striving to serve well, Martha has shortchanged herself and Jesus, her guest. She could not enjoy his presence, nor him, hers. Her state of fragmentation precluded her from giving or receiving love and care. And she has failed to listen to the stories and teachings of the real host in front of her and receive his gifts. There is no hospitality without preparation. There is no hospitality without first stopping to listen for what God is cooking up and learning how to serve without being overwhelmed, discouraged, fragmented, confused, or angry at the state of this world. Contemplation and service are intertwined. We recently finished a short series on housing and theology developed and led by Reverend Josh. It was a rich opportunity to listen and learn from many different voices through the written word, videos, and podcasts. A technological and theological feast. It especially covered Christian responses to poverty and lack of housing, not rooted in our typical idea of hospitality as charity, but rooted instead in hospitality as compassion and justice. In the middle of our study, I found myself receiving medical care in the same space as a young woman who had lived without permanent housing for several years. She had a complicated medical history that prevented her from working. At first, we were like quiet little mouses, seemingly needing silence and solitude. But then there was an unexpected shift, and we started communicating, mostly about hospitality. I listened to her many stories about what hospitality does not look like a landlord's refusal to eradicate an infestation of cockroaches so bad the tenants had to leave and found themselves without any housing options, a single gatekeeper at a homeless shelter denying needed access, a woman dying of cancer told to leave a shelter with no place to go, and the same woman dying from food poisoning at a poorly run hospice being refused crucial dental care despite having insurance coverage. And I learned firsthand a bit more about what true hospitality looks like, allowing a space between ourselves and another to open, giving our full attention to that person and her stories, as well as sharing our own, not being afraid to ask appropriate questions and delve deep letting our hearts and minds be touched without worry of expectations, 
and seeing the truth that frequently when we think we are called to be the host, to provide some kind of service as a charitable act, we are actually a guest receiving an amazing gift. Hospitality understood as compassion and justice rather than charity only demands a shift in our thinking and in our behavior. It demands that we get to know ourselves and be able to honestly name our biases. It demands that we elevate and value relationship over doing and understand that each person is a messenger of grace. It demands that we cease assuming we know what is necessary instead of asking what is needed. It demands a much greater commitment on our part to disrupt the status quo when justice, in its many forms, is not being served. If all this sounds daunting, it definitely is. There is way too much for one person to do alone. And that was never God's intent. Hospitality as justice and compassion includes compassion for ourselves too. It demands that we stop and breathe, that we put God in the center, that we continue to cultivate our communal and personal lives of prayer, worship, and study. Stay tuned. I'm sure Reverend Josh will have an amazing number of opportunities for all those things coming our way. And as you heard recently, if there is some ministry you see going unattended that you feel called to explore, please don't hide your light under a bushel basket. My new friend left me with a gift. After I shared some of the things I knew the church and wider community were involved in around the issue of the unhoused, including the affordable housing project opening at St. Michael's in Riverside, she said, that gives me hope. Hope. Hang on to it. There is no reason to abandon it because we are not alone. We are on a roll with God. Amen. <laughs>